This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That scripture clearly declares that because we have believed in Jesus, God has already blessed us with all of the spiritual blessings He's ever going to make available for us to claim. Yet, as Pastor Ray explains in this powerful four-day message entitled, Speaking About Yourself as God Speaks About You, many Christians struggle with this truth and live their whole lives always trying to overcome their past, as though they are cursed and trying to get blessed when God has declared that they are already blessed. Once we speak of ourselves like God speaks of us, we must next learn how to walk responsibly in that blessing, protecting it and always making the most of it, because nothing should hold back our blessings, except our refusal to simply accept and declare them. How many of you want to know how to live a blessed life? Um, well, I want to go back to our pivotal scripture, and then we're going to take off on some other verses tonight. But let's go back over to Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, the scripture that we launched off from, the launching pad, was verse 3. Um, how to live a blessed life. Well, the first thing that we have to understand, and we really find that and derive this information from verse 3 of Ephesians. Is everybody there? Give me an amen. All right. Also, while you're there so that we can jump ahead, get your finger in Matthew's gospel chapter 5. All right, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5. So we have those two verses tonight. Um, in, in any event, um, we have to use from our launching pad Ephesians chapter 3, and we have to understand that this idea of blessing that we're talking about is something that's already taken place in our lives. You are already the blessed of the Lord. Say, I am the blessed of the Lord. Now, Ephesians chapter 3 explains that and describes it. And I don't really have the time to get into it in more depth. Maybe next time we're together, I'll go backwards a little bit and talk about the blessing and how it came on us that was on Abraham and it fell on us and so on and so forth. But I, wanna, I just want to use this tonight um, and just go to some other things. But in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to these words right here. Who has, everybody say has. Who has blessed us with every, say every. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So really what we derive or what we understand from this verse is that we are already the blessed of the, you are already a blessed man and a blessed woman. You're not the cursed trying to get blessed. As a matter of fact, you are the blessed trying to keep yourself in the realm of blessing. Because I found out that there are things that we can do or omit in our walk as a Christian that can sometimes rob the blessing from our lives, but it was never God's intention for that blessing to be robbed. God has made it so that we would be blessed. God has already said that he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So we're not the cursed 
uh, trying to get blessed. We're the blessed trying to just walk in deeper realms of blessing and in some cases hold on to our blessing because if, if we omit some things in our walk, our blessing is going to be in jeopardy. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, Psalms 1, Psalm number 1. We're not going to go back over it, but I just wanted to go over a couple of things just to bring us up to snuff. And um, we talked about five keys to success and prosperity and blessing. And number one, we said that the company you keep will determine your destiny and level of success, prosperity, and blessing. Why? Because Psalm 1 said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So the fact of the matter remains that if we choose to walk with sinners, take the advice of the ungodly, and sit in the seat of the scornful, the mockers, the criticizers, the judgers, if we choose to do that, we really put the realm and the level and the depth of our blessing in jeopardy. If we are already the blessed of the Lord, then we need to walk in a way that protects and keeps that blessing strong in our life. Is everybody with me? Now, just because God has blessed me doesn't mean that I don't have a responsibility to walk in the fullness and the depth of that blessing. How many of you understand that and agree with me? We have a responsibility to do our part as God lays it out in the word so that we will protect and always walk under, I like to say they walk under the spout where the glory and the blessings come out. Hallelujah. So, so we saw in Psalm 1, um, we can reverse those verses and say that if I choose to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, if I choose to stand on the path of the sinners, if I choose to sit in the seat of the scornful or with the scornful, then I'm going to put my blessing that God has already blessed me with in jeopardy. So you see, uh, the more we become an obedient to God's word uh, and the more we, we try to learn from God's word what is required of us, um, the stronger the blessing or the bigger the blessing will be in our life, the more we will walk in the reality of what God has already declared over our lives. Amen? Nothing is holding back the blessing except us. Do you understand what I, I mean? Nothing is holding, God's not withholding his blessing. We're sometimes in the position where we're not in the right position to receive the blessing. Because we've omitted some things, or we've overlooked some things, or we've gone away from some of our foundational principles that we learned. We have a responsibility to protect that position and that place that God has blessed us. Amen? If I persist in my disobedience to God's word, if I persist in doing or violating the word of God, then I'm going to see that that blessing in my life is, is going to wane. It's not going to be as strong. Amen? And it's not God's doing. Give me a better amen than that. All right. So we saw in Psalm 1, and it also taught us, it said, you know, about getting uh, that blessing uh, stronger in our life. He says, but delight in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also uh, shall not wither, and whatever, say whatever, whatever that person does will prosper. The blessing of God will be strong on that one, because that one has delighted in the word of God. And feeds upon the word of God and, and in the law of God or the word of God, he meditates day and night, day and night and day and night. He says that person's going to be firmly fixed, firmly established, and that blessing of God is just going to fall, you know, be big and strong in his life. Amen? So we have a responsibility to protect this position that God has placed us in. 
You are already the blessed of God. God has already provided everything you need, the Bible says, for life and for godliness. There should be no lack. There should be no want. There should be no, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, fear in our life and and all these other things that come in we're already the blessed of God but we have a responsibility to be sure that we are doing our part our responsibility so that we can walk under the fullness and in the fullness of God's blessing you can't live haphazardly you can't live any way you want to live and think that you're going to receive God's best in your life the the Bible in in Isaiah chapter 1 it says if you're willing and obedient you will eat the best of the land and let me just let me just make it relevant to what we're speaking about. Let me just give you the, the Pastor Ray translation. If you are willing and obedient, you will walk in the fullness of the blessing with which God has already blessed you. You will walk in the full level of that blessing that God has already blessed you with. Amen? So with that, I want to go over to uh, the Gospel of Mark. And we want to go to chapter 5. And I just want to go over... Uh, these verses, these are called the Beatitudes. Anybody know of the Beatitudes? They're called the Beatitudes. You know why they're called the Beatitudes? Because these are the attitudes you ought to be. That's why they're called the Beatitudes. These are the attitudes that you ought to be. This is, this is now, as it relates to blessing, you'll notice through all of these, and there's eight of them, eight of these beatitudes, before he, he gives his word, he says, blessed is the man, blessed is the man. So we can see from, from these beatitudes that he's talking about blessing in the realm of blessing. And it's very interesting because if you go, let's, let's start at verse one and we'll, we'll go through them because I think they're, they're very interesting. Tonight I'm going to teach again, all right? I'm on this teaching thing. I feel like teaching, not so much preaching. Is that all right with you? All right. Chapter 5 and verse 1 says, In seeking, uh, seeing the multitude, he, Jesus, went up on a mountain, and when he, Jesus, was seated, his disciples came to him. And then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. So what he is about to, what we're about to review tonight, these, what we understand and we call the Beatitudes, it says that Jesus taught these to his disciples. It's pretty curious to me, and it's pretty interesting, uh, that Jesus took the time to teach about these, what I, I like to call them virtues. You know what virtues, you know, they're, they're, they're power, they're life-changing, they're, they're meaningful, they're virtues, they have power in them. And these principles that we call, we understand in the Bible, are called the Beatitudes. Jesus took the time to sit his disciples down and teach, him, teach them these virtues from, uh, from the word of God. It's pretty interesting to me that if Jesus took the time to teach these, then that means that there, there's probably something very important and very valuable to us present-day believers uh, that could help and change our life in some way. And as it relates to blessing, I believe that as we learn more about this particular portion of Scripture, that we will find ourselves walking in deeper and greater realms of blessing. Because Jesus began each of these uh, Virtues by saying blessed or blessed is. Uh, the, the deeper, the greater realm of blessing is, uh, does this man walk in who follows after these virtues that Jesus speaks about in these verses? He sat, took the time to sit and to teach his disciples, spoon feed them. He didn't just give them a parable or a story. This was actually what you see here is one of the teachings of Jesus. 
and a very, very powerful teaching about these virtues that he's really, what he's saying in these verses is that these are the attitudes, these are the attitudes that a believer ought to live in and walk in if he desires to walk in the fullness of the realm of blessing that God intends for him to walk in. Again, just because you're saved and you know the word of God uh, doesn't mean you're always going to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. As a matter of fact, I've seen more Christians in my years as a pastor uh, really sabotage the blessing of God in their life because they have violated the word of God or they think they can just live any old way. They can do whatever they want to do and they're blessed because they're just blessed, you know, because God loves them. Well, God does love you and God does want to bring blessing into your life. But every one of us has a responsibility on our side from the word of God to be sure that we're doing what God requires of us in order for that blessing to be intact and to be strong and to be mighty uh, in our lives. And, and anyone who would tell you any differently is not giving you the full counsel of the word of God. I know that I'm the blessed of the Lord. I declare every day over my life that I am the blessed of the Lord. I speak it, I say it, I declare it, I believe that I am the blessed of the Lord and that I walk in the realm of blessing with God. But I am not ignorant of my responsibility. I can't, you know, give myself over to ungodly counsel or walk with sinners and let them affect me and get on me. I can't sit with the scornful and expect to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. I have a responsibility in my life. You have a responsibility in your life to protect and to uh, broaden and deepen the blessing that God wants to bring on your life. And uh, so so it is important to evaluate. And, And you see, one of the things... One of the things that I am concerned about as a pastor in the body of Christ is that there's this casual kind of Christianity that we sometimes find ourselves in. And, and I like what one preacher said. It's not my saying, but it, I just, it stuck with me because uh, this one preacher said that the reason why we have so many casualties among believers is because we have adopted a very casual Christianity and we, we don't look at ourselves as having a responsibility before God. It's all about what God has done and praise God, the blessing and it fell on me and it came from Abraham. And yeah, that's true. Doctrinally, that's true. But you know that I'm a more of a practical kind of preacher. I want to know, okay, that's true. Doctrinally, that's true. All those blessings that, you know, were on Abraham came over to me and I believe that and God paved the way, but that does not remove my responsibility in the mix. Is everybody with me? Now, this is a mature matter tonight, but I believe you can handle it. Say, I can handle it. All right? Because really, by learning this, you're going to keep yourself protected and walking in even a deeper. How many of you want to go into a deeper realm of the blessing that God has already appropriated for you? You see, sort of like the promised land, God appropriated the promised land, but the the, the children of Israel had a responsibility to obey God and to do certain things that they resisted in. They would not do it, and they couldn't get into that which was already appropriated for them. And and it's like us today. The blessing is already there. We're already blessed. You're not the curse trying to get blessed. As a matter of fact, when you got saved, the curse was broken. Sickness, poverty, spiritual death was broken by the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. The blessing that was given to Abraham now falls on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That's the blessing. That's the place. That's the position that God has put us as believers. 
But now it's our responsibility to be sure that we're upholding our end of, of the bargain or our end of the responsibility in order to protect our position of blessing. That's why I can't give myself over to sin because I will, I will hurt, interrupt, actually erode away at my, my position of blessing in God. I can't sit with the scornful. I can't allow myself to walk with the ungodly to a place where they begin to affect me and I no longer affect them for the cause of Christ. I can't do that because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to undermine my, my position of blessing that, with which God has already blessed me. Does everybody understand where I'm coming from? So we have a responsibility. So here in, in Matthew's gospel, chapter 5, he talks about these virtues. And, and every one of these things are things that we as Christians ought to be seeking, uh, hunting for, uh, operating in our lives, uh, praying or seeking God for more of these virtues operating in our lives. Because if we get hold of the virtue being spoken about, the promise is that you will be blessed. In other words, you will walk in the fullness of God's blessing. So that's why he starts every one of these things with blessed is or blessed is. He wants to let you know that if you do, if you live, if you seek after these virtues, that the end result is that you're going to walk in a fuller realm of the blessing of God in your life. Blessed is the man who does these things. Blessed is the woman who does these things. Blessed are the people of God who seek after these virtues. Amen. Give me a better amen than that. So this is, I think, a very, very extremely important portion of Scripture as it relates to our ability to walk in the fullness of God's blessing in our life. So he says he opened his mouth and he taught them. And um, so this was important because he took the time to teach this. So in verse 3, um, he says, Bless or blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now, it's a very curious thing because... Um, once you become born again, there's, there's no, no way that you would be poor in spirit. How many of you would agree with me? When, you, when you're a born again believer, it's impossible for you to have poverty in your spirit. Why? Because all of what God has, he's now deposited on you. So it's impossible to be poor in spirit. So, so we got to investigate this, this phrase or this sentence a little bit more deeply. And let me, let me explain to you what it means. It really means humility. Blessed are the ones who are humble. Humility, there's a great power. Humility is a great virtue in the life of a Christian. It's probably one of the areas that Christians struggle with the most. Uh, most of the time when, what is the opposite of humility? Somebody tell me, pride. You know, I like what Dr. Hicks said about pride. He said, pride is like bad breath. Everybody knows you have it except you. <laughs> pride is the opposite of humility. Pride is the sin that kicked the devil out of his blessing, out of his realm of blessing. He was in heaven he had the, the, the prime spot in heaven. He was the worship leader. And he was the most beautiful cherub, in, the most beautiful angel in, in heaven. Yet he wasn't happy with that because pride got hold of him. And because uh, of pride, because he said he wanted to be like God, his, his blessing was robbed from him and he was kicked out of the glories and the splendors of heaven. And he lost his position of blessing because of pride. That's why Jesus said, blessed are, are those who are poor in spirit or the humble ones. He said, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the humble. What's that verse? It said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He exalts the humble, but what does he do to the proud? He brings them low. The proud are brought low, but God will exalt 
and lift and bless the humble ones. So if we're going to walk in deeper realms of blessing and, and protect that realm of blessing in which God has placed us, then one of the most important virtues, and it's the very first one that Jesus speaks about, is living a life of humility before God and each other. I didn't think I'd get too many amens on that one. Humility. Humility is a virtue of great importance um, because the more you humble yourself, God will just keep lifting you and exalting you. You see, when you start to exalt yourself, that's pride, and, and God will do the opposite. God will, will, will keep you down. But the more you just humble yourself, the higher you'll rise in life. And you can plug this into every area of life. This is not just when we're in church. This is out in the business world. This is out in your neighborhood. This is among your friends and your friends. Blessed, supremely blessed, overwhelmingly blessed is the person who is poor in spirit or the one who walks in humility towards God and towards man because he says, he says that uh, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, and I like this. I, I just did a little research on this. It says, um, kingdom of heaven, a participation of all the blessings of the new covenant here and the blessings of the glory above. In other words, for the ones who walk humble before God, we have the assurance that we're going to walk in all of the blessings that God has for us on this earth in addition to the blessings that await us in glory when we get to heaven. So it's not just when he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, he's not just talking about the by and by when we die. What you have to understand is that we are already in the kingdom of, of, of God. See, the kingdom of God is already among us. Amen? The kingdom of God is already here on the earth. We're, we are already in the kingdom of God. And he says, when he says that, that theirs is the kingdom of God, he's talking about all of the blessings that, that God has already given to us in this world and also in the life to come when we get to heaven. So there's blessings here and there's blessings over on that side uh, of life, which we know is eternal life. So he's not only talking about, you know, being humble here and being all beat up and poor and sick and, and barely getting by and not No, God wants you to experience blessing right here on this earth. But humility is one of those keys to the deeper blessings and realms of blessings in God. Can I get a better amen than that? So he says, blessed are the poor in spirit or the humble ones, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And number, number uh, the second one, he says in verse 4, he said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, he's not talking about those who go to a funeral and mourn. He's not necessarily talking about those who are mourning because someone, someone died. He said, blessed are those who mourn. And when you study that word and you go back to the original Greek, you find out that that word is really more synonymous with the word repentance. Blessed are those who mourn. Let me, let me say it in, 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 in more in the context of the, of the original language. Blessed are those who mourn because of their sinfulness and their wickedness and their inconsistencies and their ungodliness and their failures. Blessed are they who mourn over those things. Blessed are those who are aware of their shortcomings Blessed are the ones who are aware of their sins and when they sin, they call it sin and don't try to call it something else. It's a problem. It's a mistake. It's a disease. No, it's a, it's a sin. Blessed are those who recognize these things and who have a heart of repentance towards God. Who man, is this too heavy for you tonight? Blessed are those who mourn after their own wickedness. 
it says, Blessed are those, for they shall be comforted. God will come with forgiveness and grace and mercy to comfort us uh, because we know that the moment we repent, God forgives and God comes to heal and set us free. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.